to me, okay, to me. Ultimately, martial art means honestly expressing yourself. Now, it is very difficult to do. I mean, it, it is easy for me to put on a show and be cocky yeah. and be flooded with a cocky feeling and then yeah. feel like pretty cool and all that. Or I can make all kinds of phony things, you see what I mean? Blinded by it. Or I can show you some really fancy movement. But to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, now that, my friend, is very hard to do. And you have to train. You have to keep your reflexes so that when you want it, it's there. The expression of the human body. I mean, the, everything. I mean, you know, not just the hand. And when you're talking about combat, well, I mean, if, if, it, if it is a sport, now, now you're talking about something else. You have regulations, yeah. you have rules. But when you're talking about fighting as it is, oh. with no rules, no, no fighting. well then, baby, you better train every part of your body. I'm not surprised, mother... I'm not impressed by your performance. What's up? Where you at, George? I like Big Dumb McCartney pulling me about, folks. That's how I like to roll. You feel me? Nobody gonna take this bet. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm proud of fighting you. How are you? Don't bring your dog out of me. I'm the man of the hour, Joe. Too sweet to be sour. What you see is what you get, and what you don't is better yet. I fight for the fans. I wanted to keep fighting as long as it took, and I wanted to win this title. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. I did I don't have much left to say other than you have seen nothing yet. <laughs> Running water never grows stale, so you got to just keep on flowing. What is up, Penn Nation? Welcome back to the Fighter's Voice, the voice of the fans, BJPenn.com radio. As always, guys, I'm your host, Kinch. Pleasure to be here with you folks each and every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Got another great show lined up for you guys tonight. One incredible guest, good friend of the show, and a lot of news to get into as well. But before we do that, as I tell you guys each and every week, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news is your premier source for all the latest and greatest and the sport you love of mixed martial arts. The largest independently and independently owned and operated MMA news site out there today, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. If it's newsworthy, we've got you covered. Hot button issues. Trending topics, viral videos, you name it, we've got it. You guys already know that. BJPenn.com. Usually try to have a few guests on the show each and every week, but tonight we've got one guest for you. Streamlined episode, shorter than usual, but quality guest nonetheless. Trainer extraordinaire. Modern-day master splinter, if you will. Founder of Bang Muay Thai. Of course, I'm talking about Dwayne Bang Ludwig. With all the news that's come out about Cody Garbrandt having to uh, pull out from the title fight with TJ Dillashaw at UFC 213, you know, citing a back injury, been a lot of uncertainty for TJ. Uh, TJ and Dwayne have been campaigning for a fight, super fight, with uh, current pound-for-pound champ, UFC flyweight champion, of course, talking about Mighty Mouse Demetrius Johnson. DJ doesn't seem uh, too interested in this fight. However, I think it would be a great fight for the fans. And of course, you know, for a guy that's been looking for a big payday, there's a lot of potential there for a great payday for both TJ and and Mighty Mouse. So, a lot to discuss with Dwayne regarding that. And of course, as you guys have seen on The Ultimate Fighter, 
so far, Team Dillashaw has been undefeated. A lot of drama unfolding uh, on the tough series. Tough 25, the comeback. We get into it uh, about all that. The editing, you know, how he's been portrayed, what he thinks of uh, all the drama that, that has gone down on the show so far. And, of course, a breakdown of a potential fight between Mighty Mouse and TJ. We also get an update on Matt Brown. It's a brief one, but nonetheless, somewhat important. I know uh, I've personally reached out to Matt, but you'll hear it in the interview. It seems that Matt is uh, unsure of his future at this point. So you'll get the update on, on that and much more. Great conversation with Dwayne. Went about 30 minutes, just over 30 minutes. Always a pleasure to speak with him. He's uh, one of the most brilliant minds in the sport. Can't say enough about the guy. <laughs> yeah, as he said, uh, since becoming a, an incredible coach and, and, you know, guiding his star pupil in TJ, He's talked about how he basically gets to play UFC every day as a video game, you know, and uh, and coaches fighters and live vicariously through their through their efforts inside the cage and outside the cage in the training room. So, again, Dwayne Bang Ludwig, he's our guest for tonight. Great conversation with him. I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. I always enjoy speaking with Dwayne. Very charismatic guy. and absolutely obsessive about the sport of mixed martial arts. So that'll be coming up here in just a few minutes. Got a lot of news to get into as well. And like I said, everything that I'm going to talk about tonight in regards to the news, you can find at bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Make sure you go there. Check it out. Make sure you guys uh, like, subscribe, and share this podcast. As well as... Follow BJPenn.com on all the various social media accounts that we have, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google+. Stay up to date on the sport you love. Biggest news of the week. Well, a lot of news came out of the UFC fighter retreat, but the biggest news coming out of this week comes from the UFC fighter retreat. Went down in Las Vegas. Chris Cyborg. Gets into an altercation with uh, Angela Magana. Punches Angela in the face. Drama ensues. Police are called. Magana presses charges. Not really sure what this means for Cyborg being in the UFC. But as this all unfolds, make sure you stay tuned to BJPenn.com. We'll have it covered in depth. Fighters have reacted to this. Uh, You can see the video on the site as well. Cyborg, you know, hitting Angela. And based on what you can see there, Cyborg's talking about, you need to show me respect. Angela mouths off a bit. Cyborg punches her. There was talk of uh, her tooth being knocked out, her face being bloodied. Again, you can check out the video at bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Fighters have reacted to that on social media. A lot of them rallying support for Cyborg. Definitely the craziest situation to come out of the UFC Fighter Summit. But it does not stop there. Kobe Bryant was one of the key speakers at the Fighter Summit this week, or last week rather. And when asked about, in particular, the NBA and and, and players having... uh, a voice, a a, a collective voice in regards to negotiation. He expressed a a support for a fighter's union. I doubt that's something that the UFC wanted to hear, but nonetheless, it's something that's been talked about quite a bit on this show and many others. You've seen the support within the uh, MMA community for collective bargaining for fighters And Kobe Bryant supports a fighters union or fighters association. 
And considering he's one of the best basketball players of all time, you should probably take that to the bank. Another speaker from the UFC fighter retreat, Anheuser-Busch representative, got on stage, gave a speech, and was accused of being drunk. Anheuser-Busch has uh, since given a statement to BJPenn.com. You can check it out on the website, of course, BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. Ally Quinta left the Fighter Summit early. He was on the MMA Hour this week. Went on a tirade about the pay and his negotiations with the company. And bashed the UFC for having Snoop Dogg perform when that money when that money that they paid Snoop Dogg for that performance could have gone to himself or other fighters. Can't say I disagree with the guy. Cajun Johnson. During a during one of the speakers, which was a uh, uh, one of the guys from Reebok, a representative from Reebok, Cajun stands up against the Reebok deal, criticizes him in front of everybody. I believe that's caught on video as well, which you can, you can also check out at BJPenn.com, and then receives a ton of praise from fighters for doing so. I think you're going to see more and more of this as, as, as things unfold, as time goes on. You know, you've heard it here on this show many times. Randy Couture, Nate Quarry, many others have talked about fighters associations, getting the Ali Act expanded to MMA. This issue is not going away, and it will probably only continue to snowball until something happens. You know, something's got to give eventually. So, again, Cajun Johnson criticizing a Reebok representative and the Reebok deal. A lot of praise from the fighters, a lot of support from them as well. Platinum Mike Perry gets into an altercation with Jeremy, Jeremy Stevens at the Fighter Summit. You can read all about that in an exclusive interview with BJPenn.com, courtesy of our own Chris Taylor. Go check that out as well. There's a ton of stuff that I'm not covering that, that happened at the Fighter Summit, but that's the big news that came out of the Fighter Summit this week. Anything else I missed, again, guys, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. UFC has announced Robert Whitaker versus UL Romero for the interim title at UFC 213. That will be the co-headliner, headliner being Valentina Shevchenko versus Amanda Nunes. I spoke about it last week. After the GSP fight was canceled with Michael Bisping, we all assumed that UL Romero would be fighting Michael Bisping. However... Bisping had made a statement saying that due to his injury, he would not be ready. And the timetable for the GSP fight makes more sense for him. And now the UFC has gone ahead and put Robert Whitaker against UL Romero for the interim title. Also, I'm not sure if it came up before the show last week, probably after the show last week, but UL Romero had uh, put out an, uh, a video on his, I believe, Instagram I could be incorrect. It was one of those procast things. Guy is intense, to say the least. And of course, this fight announcement comes shortly after that. But Yoel was saying, you know, he's ready for anybody. Very intense guy. It's got to be rough training with him uh, in the gym, <laughs> especially when that kind of ferocity comes out of a guy of his stature and, you know, with his, his talent. So again, those guys will be facing off UFC 213 for the interim strap. That's big news for sure. Robert Whitaker obviously been on a tear. That most badass uh, young fighters coming up in the UFC today. Rory McDonald submits Paul Daly in his Bellator de- debut. This was uh, Friday. Did it with ease. Obviously, you don't want to stand and bang with a guy like Paul Daly. Many fighters who do are on the receiving end of that devastating left hook. Rory took him down, took his back, got him with the rear naked choke, and I believe round two. Rory cashes in with a $400,000 payday. 
Now, I know some of you are saying, well, that's not that big of money. But if you consider that his last two UFC paydays were only $59,000, that's a substantial raise in income for Rory. Obviously, you can see why he made the move over to Bellator. And as we've seen, many fighters have, have done so, and I'm sure many fighters will continue to do so, make the jump from UFC over to Bellator. McDonald's also said that he wants to fight Fedor and Vanderlei. Not sure if those fights will ever come to fruition. However, it would be interesting to say the least. Rory is definitely a game opponent. Super talented guy. But I kind of feel like Fedor might be a little bit too big for him. Anyway. Vanderlei fight, that seems more realistic to me. But nonetheless... Those are possibilities. He's also stated that he'd like to be a simultaneous multiple division champion. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I think that's more than possible. 170, 185. Obviously, we have uh, Lorenz Larkin. will be will be competing for the 185-pound strap coming up uh, when Bellator goes to Madison Square Garden. On that same night, Paul Daly and Michael Venom Page get into an altercation at the event. Pretty wild stuff. Scott Coker since has said uh, makes sense to make that fight. That's a fight we might see happen in the near future. Stipe Miocic says he wants to fight with Anthony Joshua. Ever since all this talk with Connor and Floyd... We've seen this more and more. You heard Jimmy Manoa on the show say specifically that he would like to fight David Hay. Many guys have called out Anthony Joshua since he defeated uh, Vladimir Klitschko. Now Stipe wants to fight with Joshua. Will it happen? Nobody knows. But interesting to say the least given Stipe's uh, background as a Golden Gloves boxer. However, Daniel Cormier says UFC fighters would not do well against boxers and suggests that they do not campaign for boxing matches. I certainly agree that the level of talent, you know, between a guy that has to train all the facets of combat sports versus a guy that has trained exclusively boxing his entire career, there's definitely going to be a gap in skill level. However, that doesn't mean that they wouldn't be great fights. And that doesn't mean that a lot of UFC fighters have a ton of talent in the boxing rim as well. But again, with the Connor and Floyd situation, we've seen more and more of this. Um, I would personally like to see a MMA versus boxing supercard, something like that. Let's give it a one and done, see how they look. If it's something that, you know, mixed martial arts athletes do really well, maybe we continue this type of thing. But matches that come to mind, obviously Jimmy Manon with David Hay. We all know Connor and Floyd would probably be on its own pay-per-view and not even need an undercard to make that big money. But Jimmy Manon with David Hay, maybe Anthony Joshua, Stipe Miocic. And of course, Anderson Silva has campaigned for a fight with Roy Jones for many years. While both of them are on the downslope of their career, still be a great fight. I would love to see it, considering both of their fighting styles. So, that's the top news of the week. All that and much, 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 much more you can find at bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. As I've said, guys, if it's newsworthy, we've got you covered. Lots of exclusive interviews exclusive content rather as I said hot hot button issues hot topics lots of viral videos too looking for something to watch bjpen.com we've got you covered so that being said we should just jump right into things Dwayne Bang Ludwig Master Splinter as I said great conversation with the guy ran about 30 minutes uh, I'm sure you guys will enjoy it as I always enjoy speaking with Dwayne. As I mentioned before, very char charismatic guy. 
I don't think you'll find a guy in mixed martial arts that is more obsessive about the sport. So we'll jump right into it. I'm your host, Kinch, BJPenn.com Radio. We're going to kick things off with our one guest. Great guest at that, but nonetheless, it's a streamlined show tonight. Dwayne Bang Ludwig. Jump right into it. BJPenn.com Radio. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, Penn Nation. We are now joined by one of the best coaches in the business, owner of the fastest knockout in UFC history, all-around cool guy, master splinter himself, Dwayne Ludwig. Dwayne, what's going on, man? Uh, just loving life, man, teaching martial arts and helping people improve. Thanks for having me on yet once again. Always a pleasure. And again, thanks as always for taking the time to speak with us, man. Greatly appreciate it as always. Uh, before we jump into you me but before we jump into all the recent, you know, events and all the news that's going down, uh, how are things down at Bang Muay Thai headquarters? The headquarters is awesome. It's running smooth. It's good to be home in Colorado and focus on my business and my family. Uh, it's good, man. It's smooth and steady. It's, it's definitely in a city where I can appreciate what's happening. Now, your team's been uh, consistently developing new talent and, you know, further developing, you know, some of the best martial artists in the game today. But Brandon Marino comes to uh, comes to mind immediately for me, one of the newer emerging talents on the scene. What's it been like working with the Assassin Baby so far? So I've only worked with him twice, two separate occasions, and they were for, I think, about three to four weeks each time. So we haven't worked that much together. But he is a very hungry, focused young martial artist, and it's fun to come across that, someone that actually wants to get better and put in the time and the effort. And it's just it's good to see the sparkle in his eye when he's training and when he's fighting and when he's doing what he loves to do. So it sounds like he's just come out to work with you, uh, whether it be between camps or just for a period of camps leading up to his fights? Yes, sir. Yes, okay. sir. Yep. How did he get that nickname? Uh, he'll, he'll look at his face. Baby's face. <laughs> and he's a killer, so it's So, you know, he's had some really impressive uh, performances undefeated in the UFC. Yeah. It was announced uh, recently that he'll be facing Sergio Pettis uh, August 5th in Mex- Mexico City. Uh, will you be working him, le- working with him leading up to that fight? And give us your thoughts on the matchup, if so. We have not discussed yet if he's going to come out or what's going to take place. Because right now I'm splitting time between Colorado and California, which I'm not. Uh, we're figuring this out as it goes on. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see if we're going to work together again or not. And uh, this matchup, though, is awesome. It's, it's a really good matchup for two guys who are on the you know, up and coming. And they both present some interesting challenges for one another. One of it is obviously the speed, but also with Pettis, he's so diverse in the striking we have to be very aware of what we're doing when we're doing it. Well, I certainly hope that, that you guys do get the opportun- opportunity to uh, work together leading up to that fight. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned, you know, he's one of the hottest young prospects, and, and I'm certainly looking forward to the fight. But uh, before we get into things with regarding your star pupil, TJ Killishaw, I was wondering if you could give us an update on Matt Brown. You know, he's had some guys calling him out recently. Has he expressed any desire to get back into competition anytime soon? Uh, not much. He he's he's been a little bit back and forth whether he wants to fight or just coach. So I would like to see somebody focused in one direction before they make a decision. So right now we're just in the, in the middle ground. Right now we're just hanging around in the fulcrum and figuring out which direction we're going to go or should go. And uh, but no real clear decisions on what direction is best for him. What direction he feels is best for him, I guess. Well, I agree with you 100%. You either need to be 100% wholeheartedly dedicated to the game or, or, or you know, not at all and potentially look at other avenues. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I, I, I look forward to his return, as do all the fans out there. Very excited to see what impact working with you has had on his striking game when that day comes if he decides to come back. But obviously the big news of the week for your camp is that Cody Garbrandt will likely not be able to compete in July against TJ citing a back injury. Uh, Dana White seemed optimistic at first and, you know, said that the stem cell treatment should take care of the problem, but clearly that has not been the case. When did you guys catch wind of Cody possibly withdrawing from the fight? 
Well, apparently he made a post on one of his social media feeds that he won't be able to fight. So that's the only news we heard, which everybody else heard as well, right? But nothing that I'm aware of yet has come to our attention for as far as uh, that fight being off and a, another fight being rescheduled. So we're still just up in limbo, man, and it's just the fight game, which isn't always the best part of it, just sitting around waiting to see who's going to make up their mind and do what so we can follow the lead. Um, you know, I got it's, – it's, it's, it's part of the fight game, right? The bell's never set till, till – well, the fight's never set till the bell rings. Absolutely. So, what should you focus on? Your own, yeah, that's why you just got to focus on yourself and make sure you're always improving and getting better. And when the bell sounds, we'll fight. Now, you know, TJ has said that, that he's 99% certain at this point that Cody won't be fighting. And he's already been campaigning for another amazing fight, which I'll get into uh, get into in a moment here. But as of right now, is there anyone holding out hope that, you know, somehow Cody will be able to compete? I don't think so. You know, uh, we're just again focused on what we can on, uh, on what we can control, yep. and that's us getting better each and every day. Uh, you know, obviously the fight with Cody is the one the fight that we wanted, obviously to get the belt back. And uh, but if he's not going to be able to fight, it makes sense now for TJ to drop down to 125. Hopefully, postpone the the competition date to somewhere in August against TJ. Uh, That'll give us more time to drop the weight. He's working with uh, Sam Televita who's a really, really good strength conditioning coach and also has the dieting down. So it, it's working out well that if, it, if we do fight Demetrius, we split out the camp another month later and then have more time to work with, D, with uh, Sam Calavita, get the weight down so strong, and then if he pays that belt weight, and then 125, get the belt, and then pop back up to uh, 135 and grab that belt either later in the year or next year. Yeah, you know, uh, jumping ahead here, I, I, I know that a lot of the concern with, uh, the majority of people are looking at this fight, or potential matchup, rather, is can TJ make the weight? Would he deplete himself, uh, you know, to a point where it would have affect his performance? But if for some strange turn of events, you know, Cody was able to fight, would you guys be excited for this scrap, knowing that he's not likely 100%? You know, I know most of these guys are, you know, never completely injury-free, but, uh, you know, I'm sure TJ and yourself wanted to go out there and beat the best version of Cody possible. I don't, I don't, I don't focus on that too much. I just focus again on us getting better each and every day, and always progressing as a human, as a man, as a martial artist, and that, that's where our focus lies. And obviously, getting the belt back because the belt obviously was lost in a very controversial decision, and then he's been uh, looked past for multiple times for the title rematch, which has been freaking crazy. So it just passed due to get the belt back. Uh, Anytime for us to drop down to 25, the sooner the better because he's not going to be able to make 25 as the years go on, as he matures and gets bigger, right? So uh, if there's any time to do it, it's now. So hopefully we can drop the weight, make it 25. According to Sam Calavita, TJ can make the weight and healthily. So that's what we're looking at doing. But it does, it does it again. To answer your question, I don't care if Cody's you know, healthy or not. I just want to get past that fight, get the belt back, and then move on. But if we can't, then obviously now's the time to drop to 125 if we can. Yeah, I, without question, the primary focus being getting TJ's belt back. And, you know, as as we've discussed uh, in previous conversations, controversial decision and, and so forth there with uh, Dominic Cruz. But, again, TJ's been on a tear since. That John Lineker fight, I mean, absolutely incredible. But, you know, we've also discuss, discussed uh, in depth all the animosity between these two guys. And the last time we spoke, you made it very clear that the focus is solely on becoming a better martial artist, as you mentioned there, and being good coaches for the guys on tough. That being said, yes, Team Dillashaw has yet to be defeated. TJ's publicly criticized Cody's motivations and ability to coach effectively. You guys appear yeah, to feel bad. Scared. You guys appear to feel bad for Cody's team, and you know, based on his lack of dedication to his athletes on the show. Can you give me your thoughts on the differences in coaching on the show? And do you agree that that Cody, that TJ, uh? I'm sorry, that, that Cody treated the situation as just a reality TV opportunity. Well, the impression I got while being on the show, judging the reactions from both Cody and his coaching staff, they just could not wait to chop at the bit to wait for the cameras to roll and when we were in, in presence of each other, for them to say some dumb shit. It's just crazy. They, 
I didn't, the impression I got again is that they were there to look cool on camera and talk shit to us. They were not there for, for the, the guys who were on the show. We were there 100% to take care of the team. We were there to do the job we were supposed to do, which is, again, teach martial arts to help get these guys' careers back on track. And you can see it. Yeah, clearly, I mean, that's reflective in the record so far. Yep. But, you know, we, we did a lot of research. Well, Matt Brown did a lot of research as well, and he did most of the research on everybody on the show. So we made sure that we were able to pick the guys that we wanted to pick, and we basically got every guy that we wanted to get except for one guy. Uh, but it, it was just, it was, it was an interesting, but yet strange show because, like, we didn't, we didn't understand their picks, um, it didn't seem like their guys were getting any better, their, their team, you know, a few of the guys were super cool, some of the other guys, they, they seemed like the negative energy was wearing off on them, they weren't as happy and enjoying the moment as much as our team was, we definitely had a good time while we were on the show, and you can see all the guys got better, it, it was, it was a good time, I enjoyed that, but again, Every time we seen that the coaching staff, they couldn't wait to talk shit and challenge us to fights and just act like children. Yeah, and again, not, definitely not representing the sport well at all. Definitely not representing himself as a champion either. So um, I was a bit, I was a bit disappointed. And absolutely, I, 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 <laughs> but again, I guess I can't, I guess I can't contradict myself because again, you got to focus on what you can control, and that's us getting better. You know, just showing up, helping the guys train, get their curse back on track, uh, back on track, and then just smile and enjoy the journey. And, and without question, it's, it's it's an unfortunate thing that these guys would be more motivated to get better ratings, talk trash, and all that stuff when you consider that there's these guys that have had an opportunity in the UFC and they're really striving to get another shot in the UFC. So there's a lot on the line for the team yeah. there, and it's unfortunate to think that that's, a, that that's the case, you know. But I, I know we can't yeah, talk. I, I know we can't talk too much about the show as it's still unfolding, but. You know, based on your team's success so far and all the episodes that have aired to date, are you happy with the editing so far and the way things that have been uh, portrayed to the viewers? So far it's been portrayed as it happened, right? Like, um, you know, we're there to coach the guys and, and the shows and, you know, in, enjoy our time together. And then when the, the other coaching staff acted up and the fact that children, we were just calm, cool, and composed and just trying to get past it. Because, again, we're to help the guys get better not act like fucking uh, crybabies, man. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, it, for me, like, I have to physically, from my mindset, and I am not a smart person, but I feel I need to dumb myself down in order to understand what's going on in the world of mixed martial arts. Like, think of a bigger world picture, like what's going on like, in Syria, like if people actually physically need real help, and then you got to think about this small patient. It's just crazy to me, man. Like I, I'm thinking bigger picture of helping humanity, you know, like living by, you know, living by example and helping people become better human beings, not be on national fucking television and cry about, oh, this guy said this or this guy said that. Like, really, guys? Like, fucking grow up. Yeah, again, you know, I've talked about this with, with uh, people on the show recently. We're in that Conor McGregor era of everybody wanting to talk trash and hype a fight and, and get the promotion and the bigger paydays, but at the end of the day, yeah. man... And, you know, and they, and it does, too, right? Because, I mean, look what Connor's been able to do. He, that, that motherfucker might fight uh, Mayweather. That is huge. I'm a, I'm a Connor McGregor fan. That guy is making some big things happen. But it's for very select two people that can pull it off. It shouldn't be anybody trying to act bad and talk stupid because, you know, people are trying to be like Connor, but he actually you know, he doesn't swear. He's, you know, he's real articulate. He's funny. The, guy, the guy's a genius in what he's doing, man. I'm all for that. And he performs. He makes that happen. He loves the limelight. I'm, I'm supporting him 100%. I want to see how far he can go as a human. I think if we were fucking thousands of years ago, he'd probably be the king. Like, this running <laughs> shit. Right. So, and it's, yeah, right? You know, it's, 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 tell me that guy couldn't be running the country. He's probably running Ireland. <laughs> it ain't good for him, you know? But it's like, you know, everyone else trying to act like him and just not doing it. You know, everyone gets to do it their own way, I guess. But um, I would like to see more respect and dedication and honor uh, reflected through our athletes as a martial artist industry rather than an entertainment industry of just smack talk like WWF or WWE. Yeah, and personally, I would... But, again, sorry, sorry, one more thing, sorry. He's making millions. And what's yeah. his goal? To take care of him and his family. And that's what he's doing. So if you guys can just accomplish your goals and not hurt anybody, unwilling anyway, then, you know, all for it. But I choose to, uh, to live my life in a different manner now. But, of course, I'm older and more mature now, I think. But uh, anyway, 
just rambling well, on if ADD kicks in. Sorry. No, 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 no. You made a great point there. And, <laughs> and, and to that point, like I said, you know, we're kind of in that era, but I would really like to see things go back to Bushido way and respect and, and you know, the, the I, true – the true meanings of being a martial artist, and like you said, being a good human being in general. But hopefully we can get past that. Uh, but just to touch on Cody one more time here, he's recently ghost gone so far on Twitter to accuse TJ of taking PEDs and said that USADA is the reason that TJ hasn't knocked anyone out in recent fights. What's your response to that? I don't know what to tell him. You know, I mean, all that camp does, I mean, even Ariel Hawani said it. Like, anytime you say anything contradictory to that camp, they just blow up on children. And even, even fucking Aaron Hawani said it. He's a professional journalist. And uh, we didn't say blow up like children. But he, I forget exactly what he said, but he said, anytime we say something about that camp, they just lose it. Uh, um, you know what? Hold on. Hold on. So we're going to get misquoted. He was talking about Stud Show Radio, not uh, not the camp. Sorry. But, okay. uh, it just, again, anything, if you, if you, if you don't, if you're not 100% supporting them, they just want to backfire and accuse you of, look, what ha- look what's happening. You know, they accuse me of multiple things. I don't even know what. I don't even care. Um, it's just what they do. They just like to point fingers. Again, they're acting like children. Yeah. Like, mind your, mind your business, right? Like, mind your business. And if anything, you should be happy that a guy that came up in your camp is, has moved on to bigger, better things and been able to accomplish all of these things. So, sounds... Even fucking Tupac said it. Your real friends are going to have your back, right? Your, your real friends want you to succeed and do better in life. If you choose another direction and your so-called friends stab you, or actually stab you, but turn your back on you, they obviously weren't your fucking friends. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, man. So right? looking yeah. forward here, looking forward here, regardless of what happens with Cody and the injury, it's pretty obvious that, that this fight needs to happen eventually, and hopefully it's sooner rather than later. However, TJ has proposed a very interesting matchup against Mighty Mouse. When did you guys decide to, to look at DJ as a replacement for Cody uh, against T.J. Dillashaw. Cool, or T.J. texted me and said, uh, how about call out Demetrius? And I was like, great idea. You know, go for it. And uh, I think that's when he was in, I forgot where he went. But uh, he was, he you know, told Dana, he called Dana, I was like, let's do it. And hopefully that, that one actually happens. Now, I know the fans would love to see that fight, and Dana White has openly expressed his interest in the fight as well. That being said, how likely do you think it is that this matchup happens? And has DJ said anything at all about wanting the fight up to this point? TJ wants to fight. TJ looks to fight. You know, he brought to the. You're saying TJ, right? Not DJ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, I, Demetrius has has he expressed any interest in wanting the fight up until this point? I read one interview that he said that he was uh, saying that TJ shouldn't be able to just step in front of the, all the guys that worked this hard. But who else is there to fight, especially in that weight class? Yeah, it's all rematches for him at this point. Yeah, right? I mean, who's the one at Ray Borg who worked his way up? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, TJ is, in my eyes, he's still the champion. He, he got the belt taken from a BS decision, went ahead and fought the number two or number three ranked guy on the same card with a champion that's fighting someone who was, like, I think number eight at the time. So TJ's been fighting the, the higher-ranked guys and, and fighting the real contenders while the champion's not. You know, TJ's the actual champion. So in my eyes, again, it's champion versus champion. And it's just an easy way for DJ, for Demetrius to not fight TJ. Uh, and I, I don't want... The fight The fight should actually go to Joseph Benavides. Like, he's the actual guy who should be fighting Demetrius Johnson right now. But because his knee just blew out and is out for at least eight months, we decided might as well call out Demetrius Johnson. Jump down a weight class now that we can, fight for the title, get the title, and then go back up to 135. And then when TJ's back at 135, Ben DeVita will be healthy again, so he'll be able to get back in his fight career and then get to about 125 before he steps away. Well, not to mention... So, like, the, timing for all this, the timing for all this has been awesome. Absolutely, and not to mention... I mean, it sucks that, I, I, I mean, it sucks that Ben DeVita is hurt, but... Since he's hurt, you know, we're not stepping on any toes. We're just, you know, he's out for eight months. Might as well get, we'll get the belt, uh, win it, vacate it, and go back to 135. Well, like you said, timing is but everything. Just wants, yeah, timing is everything. Man. And then, like, for TJ to work with Sam Calavita at this moment, it's just, it's like a blessing in disguise. It's just like it was meant to be. Yeah. TJ's only been working with Sam for about a month. And yeah. the guy's 
the, the, yeah, the stars have aligned, and not to mention, you know, Mighty Mouse has always uh, expressed the fact that he'd like to have that big payday, and this is obviously a fight that you could consider a super fight that would be that big payday, so it would be surprised, I would be surprised that, uh, you know, he wouldn't be so willing to, to jump at the potential matchup here, but stylistically, it's a dream matchup for the fans and a huge test for both guys. How do you think uh, TJ matches up against Demetrius? And do you think Demetrius is a harder matchup than Cody? Demetrius is a harder matchup than Cody for sure. They match up very well. Uh, we're going to have to make sure that we are getting faster quicker and making sure that, uh, you know, not to get pulled into Demetrius' into, uh, Demetrius's rhythm, but to create our own rhythm and dictate the pace. That's going to be important. Because he can go for five rounds, and we're going to have to make sure we're in shape, which TJ is always in shape. He's in better shape with this new strength conditioning coach, Sam. Uh, but, you know, it, it's an awesome matchup, and I think it's a matchup that we can actually not easily win, but we have a, a, a high percentage of winning, of beating Demetrius. Well, con- considering your your uh, long history of, of being a great coach and, and a great uh, analyst of the sport, being able to look at things uh, – from a perspective to to uh, enhance a guy's game and and really bring out the best in TJ, um, what do you guys think uh, you would do differently that that pre- previous challengers against Demetrius have been able to do, unable to do? You know, do you think TJ can match the speed of Mighty Mouse? I'm not actually sure how fast Demetrius is, so I can't honestly say he can match the speed because. But I'll say that TJ is fucking fast. TJ is super fast, and uh, if there's anybody that can match the speed, it's TJ. Do we need to match the speed? No. Is it about timing and accuracy? Yes. Does TJ have that? Yes. So we got to make sure that we're being smart and set up the correct, the correct offense when it's needed, the correct defense when it's needed. And one thing with TJ is that he's got awesome wrestling. Demetrius isn't going to be able to take him down as easy as he's taking it down as taking down his past opponents. And uh, one thing TJ can do is take down Demetrius, and you can control him on the ground. And Demetrius will not be able to do that to TJ. One of the most intriguing parts of this matchup for me is the fact that both of these guys have incredible footwork. And it would be really cool to just see how distance plays out and uh, movement within the cage. I mean, from from your perspective, uh, how do you, how do you see that matchup going in regards to distance and striking? I mean, do you think it would be? Uh, like a slowly played out chess match, or would we see like a, you know, a, a war between these guys? It's going to be a combination of a couple of those things. It's going to be a war when we need it to be a war, and to be a chess match when we need it to be a chess match. So those things will be dictated per round, and depending on what time of the round, and then what happened in the previous round, if it goes to the previous round, and it's the next round. So we're always changing up the game plan. I'll have to study Demetrius a lot more to make sure that we're ready to throw what we need to throw per round, and again, at what point of the round, too. So, there, there's a lot of variables there that I got to play with to create the formula for success, and then a lot of that too is what I look now on, like watching the, the, the footage and where we're at this point isn't always going to be the same Demetrius that we're going to see, you know, the night of the fight too. So we always have to be ready for some adjustments. But again, going back to the case that we're talking about Demetrius now, only because Cody bounced out, so well unofficially. So now, what do we focus on? ourselves getting better each and every day as a martial artist. So it's not necessarily trying to catch up to Demetrius or beat him at his game. It's about TJ pulling off his full potential and making sure people are playing, playing catch up to us. Now, the big question for me has, has been the weight cut. And obviously you say, uh, you know, working with Sam, he's confident that TJ can make this weight and make this weight yeah, healthy. One more thing with that, too. It's one more thing, Jason. So with that being said, TJ has to eat massive amounts to keep at 155 so he can cut to 135. So TJ is actually not a big 135-er. He physically lifts heavy and eats a ton just to have weight to cut for 135. And that's what people don't understand. If you look at his fights or his matchups or the photos and the footage of him and his past matchups, the guys are always bigger than him. Interesting. So you're saying he has to actually put on weight to be able to cut it for 135. So it sounds yeah. like with, with uh, specific dieting, as you mentioned there with the, with the gentleman Sam, uh, this is very much a possibility. Could d- could this potentially be a home for him? I mean, would he stay at 125, or would this just be a one-time deal? No, no, no. It, it would just be, in my eyes, what I would like to see happen, and it's what we've talked about, but we'll see what ends, what, what comes in the future, is bounce down to 125, 
while we still can, before yeah. we grow and be bigger and can't make 125. And again, it's because Benavides has hurt his knee. He just had knee surgery this week. So again, he's out for eight months. So we're not stepping on Benavides' toes right now. We want to go down there, grab the belt, vacate it, and then go up to 135 and win the belt back by the end of the year or next year. Uh, I mean, that's on paper. It's the stars align, right? And it looks like things are lining up accordingly. Now, assuming the fight does get made, TJ could potentially ruin the party of Demetrius's plan to, to break records here. Do you think that a risky matchup against TJ is something that uh, that Demetrius could potentially make Demetrius turn down this fight? Yeah. I mean, TJ's a hard matchup for Demetrius. And I think... I, I think very well that TJ will beat Demetrius. So I, it's being smart about Demetrius not wanting to fight TJ because there is a lot on the line, not just the belt, but the for pound and like being the record for championship defenses. Uh, I mean, there's a lot on the line for him, but that's, again, why it makes it so great because if you want to be the pound for pound best, then you need to fight the best. And we're coming down to your weight class. So let's figure it out. Let's make it happen. And again, touching on what I said earlier, Definitely a good payday for, for both parties involved. Um, who, who, has put, who has put Demetrius in trouble recently? I mean, God, I, uh, let's think here. That's a really good question. Well, uh, I mean, Tim, Tim Allen caught him in, in, a, in a guillotine to the Anaconda to the Dars um, in, the, in the first round in, in their fight last December, but that was really the last time we've seen Demetrius in trouble. Absolutely, and then not to mention the weight cut that really affected Tim there. You know, he wasn't able to keep that pace going into the later rounds. So, uh, but yeah, I agree. I mean, and then you consider all of TJ's skills, uh, you know, versus what what Tim's able to do. Much more dangerous matchup, in my opinion, for Mighty Mouse. Um, but yeah, if he really wants to go down as one of the greatest, then he needs to fight some some, some great people. He needs to fight TJ Dillashaw. You know, that that's a Everybody wants this fight. Everybody wants this fight, for sure. And then uh, uh, going along with, uh, you know, potential for both of these guys to, to really make some money here, I mean, this is a really big deal for TJ in that he could win a belt and then go back up and then win a belt in a consecutive weight class, much like Conor McGregor's done. I mean, that would do amazing things for Correct. his career as well. Yes, sir. All right, yes, so sir. listen, Dwayne, you've been more than generous with your time. Just a couple more questions here for you. So what's the, what's the timetable on this for you guys? I mean, when does Demetrius need to accept this fight for it to take place in, let's say, August? Uh, obviously, the ASAP, just so we can uh, get things aligned. Well, for me personally, i got a whole bunch of stuff scheduled for my summer with my family and my business to – I just got to figure out what the hell we're doing. You know, I want to start getting scheduled my summer and my life. Uh, uh, but I don't think there's actually any time frame. You know, it's always up, again, to the UFC. But – Ultimately, if we drop enough buzz, it'll happen. So that's why we're, you know, we're doing this podcast, this interview, and you know, pushing out there and making sure we can actually put a stamp on this and sign the paper and get it rolling. Make sure we have an actual date and the goal set because that's one of the things too. With people, they need to be. For me personally, I need a goal, I need a date, I need to figure out what I want and what I'm going to give in return for it. So I need this date so I can figure out my life to make sure I have things scheduled accordingly. Now, is there a plan C? You know, should Demetrius decline this fight? And obviously Cody being unable to compete. Not that I know of. You know, not, not that I know of. That, that's, again, why it's important to just focus on what you can control, and that's yourself getting better each and every day. Ultimately, that, that's what it is, you know? It's like uh, when I used to fight in Japan for K1. Like, it was so sporadic when they'd call you for fights and you reach out to them and you get no replies. So that's why I learned, like, man, you know, the only thing that matters is just me training consistently each and every day and making sure I'm ready for that call. And that's just the fight business. And, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, can, you can't predict the future. That, that's for sure. Uh, but, you know, right. assuming, let's say, Demetrius can't, can't take the fight, I mean, does, does Cody sit out and wait for – I mean, uh, does TJ sit out and wait for Cody, or does he take a fight to stay fresh? I mean, in your, in your opinion as his coach, what should he do assuming Demetrius doesn't take this fight? Okay. All right, and again, you've been generous with your time, man. Always a pleasure to speak with you. In conclusion, I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. In conclusion, how do you visualize a fight between Demetrius and TJ playing out? And if you could say anything to the UFC and Demetrius to persuade them to make this fight, what would it be? If 
Demetrius really wants to be recognized as one of the pound for pound, pound for pound best mixed martial artists ever. That he needs to step up and fight TJ. He needs to fight some uh, another champion. He needs to go out of his comfort zone. And look, we're coming down to 125 to meet you. So let's make this happen. I mean, if you really want to be one of the best, then you need to fight the best. That's that's it. Period. And uh, you know that that's it. Awesome. Well, it's funny how. You know, I'm done fighting. I'm done fighting. I just want to pick fights. <laughs> well, you know, that's it's, it. I want to be the. I want to be the. I'm the new Joe Silva. I just want to set the matchups. I'm well, gonna get punched in the face. I like. I like eating my food and enjoying and talking like I'm tough. I don't have to back it up. <laughs> yeah, I see you like to go to a barbecue <laughs> spot over there in Denver quite a bit. Huh? I think it's called Brothers oh, Barbecue. Yeah. Brothers Barbecue is awesome. So listen, man. I mean, it's 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 an unfortunate turn of events that could potentially lead to an even. It's the fight game. Yeah, but but it could potentially lead to something even bigger and better for you guys. Yes, I sir. certainly hope that the fight oh, with Demetrius, uh, you know, gets worked out, and uh, we're definitely looking forward to it. Should it come to fruition, always a pleasure to speak with you, man. Greatly appreciate it as always. Looking forward to the next outing for each and every one of you guys. Any shout outs you'd like to get in before we let you go? I uh, know I'm good. I appreciate my friend thanks for having me on. I guess my sponsors, right? GLT2000 and Onyx, please. Thank you. Those two are awesome companies. They've been with for years, and their stuff actually works. All right, my friend. Always a pleasure, Dwayne. Look forward to having you on again soon when this fight gets announced. And uh, best of luck with all the ninja stuff, my friend. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, my friend. All right, you have a good day. All right, Penn Nation. There you have it. Dwayne Bang Ludwig. Very interesting stuff in regards to this potential matchup between the pound-for-pound king, Demetrius Johnson, and former champion TJ Dillashaw. You heard Dwayne make the case. Pretty compelling stuff, in my opinion. Would really like to see the fight get made. As you heard us talk about there, definitely a big payday for DJ. And when I said... You heard me mix it up there when I said DJ, TJ. They sound very similar. For a guy like Demetrius, who has wanted a big payday, this fight makes a lot of sense. However, I spoke with Dwayne yesterday, and it, it, it appeared that yesterday evening, Demetrius had made a statement that he's waiting for Ray Bork to sign the contract to fight him. Doesn't appear like he has much interest in fighting TJ Dillashaw. Uh, but as we said there, UFC president Dana White is very on board with this fight. Hopefully that can uh, maybe sway opinion here and get this fight done. At the same time, in Demetrius's uh, in Demetrius's defense, for TJ to come down, take the fight, potentially win the belt, and then vacate it. I mean, is that something that the UFC and, and Demetrius are willing to, to sign on to? However, just like Conor McGregor had done become a champ in one weight class, move back up to the other, vacate the title. As a fan, would love to see that matchup. Two incredibly skilled guys, skill sets. And as we mentioned, pound for pound king there, Demetrius Johnson is tore through his division. And other than Ray Borg, really all that's left for him is rematches at this point. So, again, compelling stuff. Uh, from Dwayne Ludwig in regards to this fight. Hopefully it can get made, and hopefully, you know, the fans can see a fight that, uh, super fight, you know, a real super fight between two of the best guys in the world. Uh, you know, before TJ had had lost the belt in, in what Dwayne believes is a controversial decision to uh, Dominic Cruz, I mean, many believe that that was a controversial decision. Before that, TJ was uh, top three pound-for-pound ranking as well. I believe he's still in the top uh, six, seven for the pound for pound rankings. So again, would be an incredible matchup. I'd love to see it happen. And very unfortunate that uh, Cody Garbrandt will be unable to defend that bell at UFC 213. So let's hope the fight gets made. If not, let's hope that uh, Cody can heal up quick and, and we can see TJ fight for that strap yet again. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I always enjoy speaking with Dwayne. Great guy. As I said, uh, obsessive to say the least about being a martial artist. And has one of those mentalities that I think, uh, you know, I wish more guys had. 
work more, work harder, become a better mar- better martial artist, focus on what you can control, stay humble, stay hungry. All words to live by. So there you have it, folks. BJPenn.com Radio, episode 34. Next week, we'll be looking at getting uh, more than one guest. Unfortunately, we had some things fall through this week. I've been told that, you know, I won't drop any names here, but we had a guy agree to to record with me a couple times. Unfortunately, whether it be uh, scheduling or whatever the case is, that, that fell through, unfortunately. So um, next week, we'll be back with another great episode, more great guests. And as I say each and every week, make sure you guys stay tuned to BJPenn.com for all the latest and greatest in the sport you love of mixed martial arts. BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Google Plus, all that and much more. Make sure you guys subscribe to this podcast, share it. We appreciate the support. BJPenn.com radio on behalf of the entire team. Been another great episode. We'll be back next week. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, each and every Wednesday. I'm your host, Kinch. And again, on behalf of the team, guys, signing off. We'll catch you folks next week. Penn Nation, we love you. Mahalo. Peace out.
Geico presents eyewitness interviews with inanimate objects. This is Brian Bruno live on the scene of a recent windstorm here to describe the event, a chest of drawers. There's a storm howling outside, so I thought I'd stay in and watch a rom-com. Five minutes into the flick, a tree branch slams through the window. Were you hurt? (laughs) I just got a scratch on my chest. Your chest of drawers can't help you in a windstorm, but the GEICO Insurance Agency can help you get covered for personal property damage. Call GEICO to see how affordable homeowners insurance can be. GEICO presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be.